You are listening to The Real Men Feel Show with your hosts, Andy Grant and Apio Hunter. Real Men Feel is all about encouraging men to allow and express all of their emotions. Despite what you may have been taught, all emotions do serve you. Real Men Feel is committed to opening up discussions that most men aren't having, but you certainly don't need to be a man to join us. The Real Men Feel podcast is produced live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern for your growth and enjoyment. You can find more information about the Real Men Feel movement at realmenfeel.org. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or subscribe on iTunes by visiting realmenfeel.org slash iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at realmenfeel.org and at facebook.com slash realmenfeelshow. All links mentioned in each episode are in the show notes found on the blog at realmenfeel.org. This is a weekly program and your comments, feedback, and participation are welcome during the live show and anytime in the Facebook group, on Twitter, or at realmenfeel.org. Now, let's get into this week's show. Hello and welcome to Real Men Feel. We are thrilled that you're joining us tonight for episode, oh my goodness, episode 63. I cannot believe it. I am your host, Andy Grant. I am a coach, author, and speaker. And I'm really excited about today's show because it's kind of returning to the roots of what the Real Men Feel program is, one of the, one of the key features behind it, the key themes behind it, uh, which is spirituality. And specifically, spirituality for men, meaning encouraging men to open up to deeper levels of spirituality, perhaps um, opening men's awareness to spirituality for the first time, or again, just to deeper depths of it based on wherever your experience has been thus far. Um, joining me, as always, is one of my favorite male spiritual beings, my co-host, Mr. Apio Hunter. Hey, Andy. It's always great to be here. You know this is always a highlight of my week. So I have heard that, and I'm, I'm glad that, I'm glad that it's still I have to reinforce that, you know? <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. And uh, today's show, we're being joined by the co-founder and healer at SpiritualityForMen.com, Mike Marshausen. Hello, everyone. Apio, Andy. Honored to be here. It's our pleasure. And, uh, and so where are you coming to us from today? I am in Belgrade Lakes, Maine right now. I'm from New Hampshire. Cool. Right. You're originally from New Hampshire or yeah, not right originally. Now. I don't even know that. I, I am originally oh, from there. Okay. Right now I'm, I'm hanging out up at the, the family lake house, just relaxing and healing. Cool. So I, Mike and I, we met, I think it was in April. Uh, I was doing Akashic Record readings at an expo in New Hampshire. And, and you were wandering by, and I don't think you did a reading, but you, you noticed the real, I had a real men feel brochure about the show and stuff. And so we started talking and uh, you told me some of your story and I just knew like 30 seconds in like, oh, you're like the ideal guest. You know, I, I love to have men come on and share a bit of their personal story and then ideally what they're doing now, be, being of service to other men or sharing their insight or so... Uh, so let's jump in. You know, you, you introduced, you said that, uh, you know, you're a healer and the co-founder of spiritualityformen.com. So why don't we start there? Like, what is spirituality for men? What, is, what does that mean? That means, uh, to me, well, it was originally created in order to help men tap into the spiritual side. And, and it came from after doing a really intense kind of healing weekend with my cousin, and we were just blown away. I just had no idea like what happened. <laughs> we're just looking at each other and we were at the airport the next day uh, getting ready to leave in the terminal. And we're just like, we need to do something. We have to, like, how come other men, or at least the ones we know of, don't know about this? Like, what's going on here? We need to do something. And then, you know, it was one of those things, the idea just kind of rises up into the head. And I was just immediately like, spirituality for men called my wife and it was in Mexico where we were living at the time. And I was like, check if this domain's available, check if it's available. <laughs> and she's like, hey, all right, buy it quick, hurry up. And so it was like wide open, completely available. So we knew we had to do it. And it really is to help men just you know, navigate their inner realm, right? The, the inside world and everything that goes in along with that and just daily life and you know, the challenges and struggles that we go through. How do we get through certain things? You know, how do we get to where we want to be in life? But also how do we get through some of the, the struggles and challenges, whether that be hard breakups or you know, loss of loved ones or 
want to quit your job, anything like that, just really having all the tools to be able to navigate that as healthily and peacefully as possible. Cool. So is spirituality something that you've always been interested in or did you have kind of your own crisis or dark night to, to get there or how'd that work? Yeah, absolutely not. It was, I didn't really know anything about it. So I can take you back to, I kind of start my story around my deployment to Afghanistan in 2010. So I, I well, yeah, I was in the infantry unit of New Hampshire, deployed to Afghanistan when I was, I think I was actually 19 years old at the time, turned 20 when I was there. And I got back and went into, you know, I was in school already. So I, I went to college and I got back and I just started, you know, partying and drinking, you know, kind of coping with my with deployment in that way. And actually just found some stuff while I was here in Maine, like still for my deployment that I wasn't even aware of was still within me and affecting me somehow. And that's a lot of like the work that we do at Spiritual Life, is all the subconscious work. But yeah, I was, you know, typical partying, just, you know, drinking on the weekends. And you know, luckily I, I exercised a lot. That kind of was one of the ways that I coped with a lot of the stress and, you know, made it through college without being too big of a drunk. <laughs> and, and then after, you know, I was studying nutrition, got into that, cleaned up some stuff with my diet and I felt amazing for like the first time. You know, like this brain fog went away and that was my first turning point, which was, taking my power back, I call it, because that was the moment I realized I'm not stuck the way that I am. You know, something that changed that I thought was an inherent flaw was just due to whatever I had going on with inside my body. And so, you know, I could think clearly and sharper and more energy all throughout the day. You know, everyone thought I was super healthy because I was like muscular and had a six pack, but I was just, you know, super lethargic and, you know, couldn't think straight most of the time. And, and so and, this, was new, this was just changing your nutrition to begin with at this point? Yes, this, wow. yeah, we're, at, we're at nutrition right now. So starting in like with the physical health and because I was doing health coaching for a while. So I transitioned into health coaching. Well, I, I went to study clinical nutrition and to get my master's in that. So after I changed my, my diet and with that stuff, I just got super into like personal development. I was like, what else can I change? This is awesome. You know, I'm not stuck this way because <laughs> I don't want to be this way. So just digging into all these different books and got into business, started the own business, did the whole like laptop lifestyle, was traveling around with my wife, uh, doing like online personal training and health coaching and you know, moving along and super into the personal development stuff and trying all the tools and tactics and techniques. I was writing my affirmations every morning. I was trying every different morning routine combination possible, uh, you know, nonstop, either binge reading or listening to podcasts, just hoping that the next thing would be the thing that would lead to my success. And so I, you know, I had all these goals and financial goals and never once I reached any of them and ended up just kind of getting worn out and, you know, racking up some debt and was really kind of hitting a low point. And it was annoying too, because I was like, what's going on? You know, I even had some things that looked like they were successful or it could have made them successful, you know, looking back on it now, like, why do I seem to like self-sabotage myself? What's going on here? And this was in Mexico now. Well, I, I got into spirituality kind of the summer before, um, but nothing much. hadn't done any type of healing work. Um, I don't even really remember where it started. I think just because I was into philosophy and got into like Buddhism and Taoism, and that kind of led my was the the gateway drug to my spirituality was Taoism, I think. And moving along, met this woman in Mexico. She did like a little reading on her on her dog. She said she was a clairvoyant. And so she did a reading on our dog and a little healing with her. And she started doing it, talking to, to me and my wife and our friend, ended up doing like a little mini healing with all of us. And she told me about this thing called the theta healing and how you can instantly reprogram your subconscious mind with it. And so basically I was just like, I pull up my phone, like, this theta healing, this book, I was like, all right, bye. And then I just bought it. I read through it. I started practicing it myself and I felt like this really, this overall sense of calm and just so like different. I was like, what is this? Like, there's obviously something here. It doesn't make any sense to me because I'm just like doing something in my head and then like having all these things change and weird things like uh, the shifts of thinking. Like I lost like my coffee craving. I still drink coffee now because I love it. But, <laughs> but at the time I like didn't even want it. And it was just like all these weird shifts going on. And so I was like, I have to do more of this. Start practicing with people. Went to this training that I was talking about earlier with my cousin. And that's when things really opened up. And then I got back from that and kind of started uh, 
just switched into this type of work full time, really focusing on the subconscious mind and you know, reprogramming it that way because I was trying all these things. The, the way the personal development books say to with your affirmations and listening time, it would make my own self talks. Like I tried everything. It was just nothing was working and it was killing me until I found the spirituality side of things and the energetic healing side of things. And then just everything has changed since then. It's been amazing. And it still is. I still find stuff to, to work on that I'm not aware of. But yeah. like, like this whole week I've been doing that. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? I've done so much stuff now. Like you know, all these like retreats in Mexico and so many healings on myself and with my cousin. I was like, how, is there, how are there still things? Yeah, don't worry. That, that won't end. <laughs> no. which is actually good right yeah it's all energy so you keep discovering more energy all of us keep discovering more about us and that there's more to learn more to grow more to release um but yeah i've definitely mm. been to place how is this not done yet <laughs> yeah no the onion is infinite and there's always going to be another layer to pull back yeah it's, but the, the good thing is that it feels better every time like, it does I didn't, I didn't know it could get better and it's just like does and does and does and until you know we're all these higher next level consciousness light beings i guess running around but until then there's there's a lot of work to do for sure for sure so I, i'm kind of curious on, on uh, along your path um there always seems to be a, a link between personal development and spirituality it seems like the spirituality leads to personal development or personal development leads to spirituality would you say that both kind of like end up ended up happening simultaneously or did one kind of lead more toward the other how did you discover each along your along your way yeah it seemed like the you know personal development led me into the spirituality not necessarily mm -hmm. because like more so out of it, it not working, I guess. Gotcha. <laughs> and like, like I needed that. That was like the missing thing. But I mm. definitely agree with what you're saying. And I've noticed that a lot. A lot of people are kind of more towards one or the other. And the personal development people, they're really lacking on the spirituality things. And they're just, you know, go, go, the you know, warrior mindset. It's cool to fight and struggle and challenge, mm -hmm. which I personally disagree with. And, and then there's the spiritual side where sometimes are, yeah, they were, where they're almost just like, oh, kind of get stuck in a delusional law of attraction type thing. Everything's yeah. going to work out for me. I don't really have to do anything. And I'll just write down my affirmation and, you know, someday I'll be rich. And I'm just like, maybe. But thinking. <laughs> yeah. Again, and ideally, it's, it's like, like everything in life. It's not one or the other. It's really both. Yeah. But, but I find like when I was more into personal development and finding people that are, it's like that, again, for me and for, for many people, I find that was the easiest path. Like, oh, I, that's a book. Oh, I've heard of that author. This is all in the mind. This makes sense. Versus the, the jump to spirituality and, and experiencing energy work does have, for me, had to be an experience. It couldn't be someone told you about it one day because I would have just, you know, cast that aside. Like right. you, had, you had experience via your dog, which is unique. <laughs> that's a, a new uh, gateway drug via your dog. <laughs> that's really cool. But I, yeah. and, and tell me if you think that too, like the personal development part was really feeding kind of your brain more than all of you yeah yeah and the and i like the you know the experience thing thing that's how I, I got into this was just through experience you know i was doing my best to not really try to believe in one thing or just like, believe or disbelieve but to experience and it you know, really worked but for the um the personal development it was just uh there was um i don't know how to describe it it's just well it, yeah it doesn't go deep into the subconscious mind and there's so much more to the subconscious to our hearts to the way our body holds on to these traumas and trapped emotions that a lot of the traditional personal development work just doesn't get to and you know overlooks and say no that's just the way life is that's the resistance that's your enemy that's your ego you just have to fight it and that's you know what we do here and and i think that just leaves people stuck and they, I, I don't agree with it. And that's a big part of what I want to share and teach people, especially with being an actual warrior uh, or a veteran and so many people take pride in being the war. And I think it is extremely useful at, to a point, but once you've done it for a while, I think you're ready to step out of it. And, and cause otherwise you just get caught up in the fight and in the struggle and you know, people, Oh, the warrior, this warrior, that, First of all, most of you, 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 you've never been to war and it's nothing to, to idolize. It's nothing to want to recreate in your daily life. Why would you want to recreate war in your life? 
Right. And that's what so much personal development stuff is teaching. And I, I see, I see it harm people. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. I remember hearing, um, it's like one of the, you know, one of those tongue in cheek sayings attributed to like ancient Eastern knowledge or whatever, you know, the, the, the you know, but it, in a way it kind of makes sense. War doesn't determine who's right. It determines who's left. Um, but you know, in in that you know looking at it from that perspective using it kind of like as a bridge to to this idea of you know the warrior mindset and then the spiritual mindset and so forth um it's it's interesting to hear you talking and and noticing how you just just in the words that you choose i'm getting the sense that there's a time and a place for each there's a time to be spiritual. There's a time to have that warrior mindset, but none of them are separate. They're all integrated into the whole. Yeah. And when I was talking earlier, how I started off with you know, the exercise and nutrition, it's kind of like this yeah. physical health. And I got into the mindset and then spirituality. So the whole mind, body, spirit, and they're all, they are all essential and need to be balanced. But as you were talking and bringing that up, uh, I have a, like a meditation that I made through the, using what I call the heart freedom technique, which is my way of doing energy healing, also like the meditations and what I teach other people. And it goes in you and you call upon the warrior within you. We all have a warrior within us. Mm -hmm. And I went through a point after so much of this warrior mindset into the spiritual stuff where I just didn't want to look at it. I didn't want to acknowledge it. Like, no, no warrior, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then uh, I would retreat. I actually, you know, saw like, a lot of things like the meditations and where I was almost pushed away too much mm -hmm. <laughs> as I know you really do have to honor and respect it because it is a part of you and it always will be. And so what I like, to, yeah, the meditation kind of takes you through, you call up the, what I call it the shadow man sometimes because the Lakota call it, but um, they have a philosophy of this, the shadow man and they were, their warriors, they were able to put shadow a man when they're at home and bring him out when they're at war and have normal lives, but we don't know how to do that as a society, whether you, you know, work in an office and just getting annoyed at everyday things or driving in traffic and feel like everything's a fight, or if you're an actual warrior, it doesn't matter, we all have that and it all comes out whether you're in an actual war type state or not. So by doing this meditation and acknowledging this, this energy, you kind of bring it up and thank it and honor it. Like, okay, you are there, I know that. And, you know, we've been through a lot. We've been through a lot of lives together. You know, you know, we've seen a lot, done a lot. Like, you know, so you're definitely a part. But I don't need you right now. I don't need you while I'm at the office. I don't need you when I'm with my wife and kids. I don't need you while I'm driving down the street. So thank you. But please, you know, go to sleep right now and only come out if it's a life-threatening emergency. <laughs> and to just acknowledge it and then let it go to rest, you know, and to help us transition into more of the peace, inner peace, peace of mind, and, you know, just going through life with great sneeze without uh, the need to fight. Mm. You know, you remind me of, uh, of the pendulum when, you no, know, when your emotional pendulum is stuck and when it gets released, it swings to one extreme and then back over to another extreme as it starts to settle back into its natural center position. Mm. Yeah. And I thought like we, we, we have the warrior energy, the warrior archetype, and, and, and for me, it's about softening that, that you can be a proud warrior and have all your power. It doesn't mean you have to go to war, right? Mm -hmm. the, the notion of spiritual warrior, meaning I'm a, all right, to get used to the term, like I'm, I'm a warrior of the light. I'm here for good. I'm, you know, and it, you can have strength in that, but you don't have to, again, it's a warrior vibe with, without having to go to war, without having to get physical, just being so confident in, in, your, in your faith, in your knowing, in your trust, in your, in your realization that you are more than, just this bag of bones. That, I mean, that's how warrior has come to, to show up in, in, in my life and for me to recognize it and embrace it. But yeah, yeah I went, so did this notion of, of needing to go beyond the warrior, did, 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 this, did this show up for you at all during actual combat or during training? So during like my deployment, I, I didn't know, I think I had a, a Bible with me, but I, I never read it. It was really religious. Uh, you know, my mom was, and she wanted me to, but even then, like, not like, you know, we never went to church or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, but I do remember <laughs> at some points, like, you know, praying to God and 
just asking for protection. They almost wanted to make cry right now. It was, there were some really like, scary times. And actually just this week found out uh, I was doing some work on myself and with my cousin, Max slash co-founder. We went into like this place in my heart where I was like, you know, we were like, all right, it's my turn. What am I going to work on? It's like, I don't know what I work on. And then I was like, oh, I'm soothing my chest right now right here. All right, let's see what's in there. And there's like a bunch of different stuff. But then he ended up like seeing some stuff from my deployment. And uh, so we yeah, had that, that got brought up and particularly like an entity from someone who had died. And so he did some clearing, but then I had to go back into it. And what, ha- what I found was the fear of not just me, but all of like my friends that who were with me. And, you know, at the time, there's like this one particular instance that I'm, that I'm talking about when these two, uh, they were like African captives. They stepped on an IED, blew up right in front of me. And I, I like took on the fear of everyone around me. Yeah. And so I was scared shitless. And I was afraid to you know, walk on a road for like five years after. Mm. And I, you know, I didn't actually realize this really until a couple of days ago yeah. that I had, and I was like, wow, that's, I was like so scared. Cause I, I literally you know, must have been some sort of like empath or like, you know, this healer part of me mm-hmm. underneath trying to like help them, but you know, not knowing how to do it the way I do now. So like taking on that fear. And I don't remember how this relates to your question, but you know, so we're talking about <laughs> it. All does, uh, and I, like, I, haven't, I haven't come across any sort of energy worker healer that's not an empath as well or before or in addition. So like that's so normal. And that, like that was, you know, a, a part of my growing up too, feeling everyone else's emotion, thinking it was mine and thinking there's something wrong with me because I feel really sad, yet I don't think I have something to be sad about. But yeah. yeah. And that's so like if, if the army could do some detraining when you're coming back to life to teach you that. And to let you give you some of that, like imagine you had this healing opportunity, you know, in, in service while you were in the service, like it'd just be, I, I just imagine the lives of so many vets would be so much easier easing back to, to non warrior mode. Right. Yeah. And that's why, uh, I think I mentioned this to you, my cousin, and then a good friend of mine, Troy, we're going on a road trip this summer uh, calling it vision quest West with the main emphasis to bring alternative healing modalities and techniques to veterans and him personally he had his thing you know, with suicide and i think from his old unit since he's been out and since he was in i think 16 soldiers from that one unit alone have committed suicide yeah which is a crazy high number so we yeah, have this summer we're going out to, to raise a lot of awareness to other veterans to help them deal with this and so what I'm, what's tough though is that even just like me the other day I mean, I'm sure some are open to it and the more will start to become more open to it. But it's just, you, you don't think they, they don't think it affects them. You know, we don't think it affects us. So, oh, you know, you, you do your thing and then you deal with it and it's over and that's it. And they don't understand, like, that's not how it works at all. And though yeah. you're storing all of that and it's acting out subconsciously, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And exactly. they just kind of like brush it off and <laughs> even be still like, <laughs> Apparently, I'll wait nine months of Afghanistan. That probably is not much because really, personally, I haven't done a lot of clearing things on it. You know, everything that's come up when I'm doing it is usually like past life or some other things. And so, just yeah, it's difficult for a lot of people to make the connections of what happened in their experience and you know how it affects them in their daily life now. Like all this fear that I found that wasn't even all mine. You know, that was like still being stored in my chest, and I could feel it. And yeah, so it's going to be. I think. A little bit of, you know, it'll take some work and that's all right to get people to be open up to doing these kind of healings. But, um, yeah. And the more you share of your experience, the more, the more every, every man, every human shares, Oh, yeah. I felt this and gives everyone permission. Like, Oh my God, I felt that, but I couldn't admit it. Right. Cause it's, yeah. It's, like it's, I was afraid to admit, I was scared. It's like, yeah. Any sense. Right. It's like, scared. I'm 19 years old. It's just like people blowing up and getting shot. At. Well, at, yeah. at any, at like, any age, people blowing up around you is going to be scary. Like, you don't yeah. grow out of that. <laughs> grow out of that phase. Oh, hell no. <laughs> but you know what's wonderful about the, about the whole, you know, sharing the story and raising that awareness is that it helps to also crack that story that we oftentimes use as men to justify the, the, those feelings, uh, you know, those feelings that we don't want to necessarily acknowledge the, you know, the rage, the anger and everything else, everything that gets suppressed. And it's like, oh, well, I'm just dealing like it, like, with it as a man, you know, whether that is, you know, a dysfunctional relationship, you know, beating the kids or whatever all of the you know it's going as you said it's going to show up some way or another 
and if we can help to dispel you know that those those stories that we tell or tell you know be honest about the stories that we're telling is it a mask is it something that you know that helps us to kind of like keep in that you know real man tough guy image versus being a full complete human being right like what andy was saying before uh, in the beginning you know men Mm -hmm. typically we have this suffering silence almost Mm -hmm. you know you don't deserve to have this as a problem you know (laughs) kind of thing going on and that's what i really nice view right now sorry distracting that's um yeah okay so for my experience you know on my deployment uh, I had a lot of that, whereas, because you know, we watch movies like Band of Brothers and, you know, especially movies that date back, you know, all, all the bloodshed, but even you know, more recent things and Black Hawk Down and Sam Pryor Ryan, all these different things. It's pretty messed up. There's a lot of people dying and it's you know, really bloody, really scary. And so if my experience isn't like that, then I don't deserve to suffer from it. And that's what I experienced a lot. Like, I, because nobody died and well, none of my friends died then you know and i don't deserve to suffer that way or i shouldn't acknowledge this because that's nothing in comparison to what others have seen and you know you can take this and relate it to you know, not war but anything in your life and unfortunately that's just not how humans work yeah <laughs> um, there's, there's there's trauma and there's not trauma it's not like, oh, you're, yeah. you're just a little bit traumatized or you're just there's a little n- bit wounded. It's not like some little man like rating it. You're like, oh, I don't think you, you, you get this many points of yeah. you know, deserving to you know, feel that way. And, yeah, you're, you're, you you're feeling disappointed in yourself for the weekend and that's all. Like, yeah, it doesn't, yeah. You know. and, but yeah. again, like what, what's, what's kind and, and, and it's more than kind and neat. What, what's neat, what, what proves that, that you can tap in and, and help heal and move energy for people like your prior experiences prove that because you, you can feel the sorrow and the fear and the anguish of everybody. And it's almost more easier for people to recognize that and notice it. But the, the, the flips of that is, is also, we can, we can feel the joy. You can tap into the heart. You can, you know, you can help move that just as you can feel the, the, the energy and the fears of people around you as you clear yourself and heal yourself. I'm sure that's what you're finding. And the more you heal yourself, the more you can help others. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, just being that, that, that bright light, I guess you could call it. And yeah, even I think what I was doing you know, here the other day with my friends who were there with all that fear. And so one thing, uh, you, know, you guys talk about some weird stuff here too. So I think this is appropriate. So what my cousin found when he was going through was there was like an actual entity. So one of these guys who blew up, stepped on the ID, in a sense, was haunting us. Like, um, you know, I, at least me, but then I got the sense that it was more so like all of us. So it was like this entity that, you know, maybe, I guess maybe didn't get sent to the light after he died. He wanted to, like, he was a little bitter. So he's sticking around and, you know, can affect all of us. And so, you know, Max helped me clear that. And then I did some stuff because of the fear of things, but then had to go and do that for like everyone. So I don't know what kind of experiences uh, you know, all my friends from the deployment are, are having. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure that they would notice it um you know just kind of like oh like something a little something happened but uh yeah so for me doing this healing i was able to like go and kind of pull that those fears and then also this entity from these other people as well yeah so again my healing means their healing yeah hopefully at least and and the world's healing yeah at least anything helps everybody even if not aware of it but it'd be really interesting to see if some of those guys reach out to you you know all the the serendipities and synchronicities that follow after that. Cause, cause you know, when I was taught training and I work with someone and there's a simple process, just even taking your energy back from everyone you ever slept with. And when Mm. you do that, like a lot of phones start ringing, Hey, I just thought of you. And you know, as you move your energy and other people's energy, they, they're aware of it. It's just, are they fully conscious of that awareness or not? And do they reach out, you know, Hey, I was thinking of you, Mike, and uh, what's up. And you're like, you had just done some work on them without them knowing perhaps. And, <laughs> yeah, my little aha face. Someone actually just messaged me to to get together. That was this. Wow. Uh huh. There you go. Ooh. I gotta double check that <laughs> that date no, because because honestly, I don't I don't really talk to any of them anymore. Yeah. Um. You know, after. Like, but you do. You're you're talking from the heart, right? You're talking yeah. from you as the healer. In that yes. way. But you know, after I got into the stuff I got into, and like you know, with the you know, out of the army and 
grew the hair out and working from a laptop in Thailand and Bali and Mexico. And, and then especially now into like the spiritual stuff, you really lose connection with them. And which is kind of sad in some levels. And actually I, this is something I worked on too. Mm-hmm. And I also found that it was a connection to a lot of like other like past life, you know, brotherhood and uh, symbolic of that. But um, well, if I could offer something there for you, Mike, because yeah. there's never really truly a disconnection. We may lose a conscious connection with people, but that spiritual connection, particularly from our higher selves, it's always there. That link is always there. There's always an awareness which is there. But even though we may not be consciously aware of them as we progress through life and through our human adventures, that's still there. Mm. That link is always remains. Yeah. Yeah. And what's interesting, you know, when I was going through the whole fear of what other people think thing, yeah, that that was that group of people was the like hardest one I found to to work through or to get by. Yeah. And I, I don't have a really great explanation for it. But yeah, something with with as you know him. Yeah, you've gone through a traumatic time with these guys, so there it's I mean it makes as an observer, it it's perfect sense. Most confident with and most connected with you're concerned about their opinion of you the most. And yeah. even, even when it's you helping them and serving them, you say, oh, they'll feel like I'm weird or this is goofy or whatever it, it might be. Yeah. yeah it's just it, it, weird. There's a little like extra something to it, right? Because they weren't, not all of them were like that close of friends and it wasn't even for that long a time. So I, I, I personally feel like there's probably a lot of like past life history too. I mean, the, the more emotionally charged an event, the, the more emotionally connected I feel to, like I'm, feel like best friends with people I've known for like a few hours or <laughs> people on vacation, meet them for like a long weekend. And I stay in touch with them longer than, you know, guys I grew up with or people I've worked with for years. Yeah. Right. Sure. Had that. Yeah. <laughs> had that too. In fact, Lori just put in the chat here. That's your band of brothers. You know, that particular experience as short as it may have been, it's your band of brothers. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's, it's, it's the intensity that makes connection, not the time. Yeah. I, and, oh, so yeah. I have, when I do, when I do my healings with people and on myself, uh, I, I see a lot. I guess a lot of people are kind of jealous, like, oh, you, you can see things. So, yeah, I have very vivid kind of trippy experiences. And the other day, like going through this, it was like me and this band of brothers. And we all got to the top of this volcano. And, you know, we like opened up our hearts and just started like throwing everything into this volcano, like all these fears and all these things from past lives whatever the heck it was just on top of it can we hike this mountain and just throwing it all into the volcano and like just cleansing all of it it's pretty cool. wow I, I funny as you're describing it i actually got that visual <laughs> i actually see everybody standing there on the edge yeah and tossing wow that's <laughs> that doesn't happen to me too often i get impressions but the visuals don't come through that clearly but boy that one just did wow yeah. Yeah, that vibe going out tapping uh, into your, your psychic senses <laughs> yeah again it's uh, again when, when, once you start working with energy it, it, it you become it's it's always there it's not just when i'm doing a healing on someone it's like we're always connected and picking things up and it doesn't stop unless yeah. we choose to ignore it which you know i do my best not to do that <laughs> yeah yeah there's a lot of a lot of things going on. I just won't say oh, the deeper I got into the spiritual stuff. It was just like learning all kinds of things that I didn't know existed. And yeah, I still have all these different like aha experiences going on lately and just learning about humanity, what humans are and the human soul. There's so many mysteries still. And it's, it's fascinating. It's so, a fun journey. Your, the, the, tra- <laughs> the training that you went through in Mexico, that was kind of the big turning point and launch spirituality for men. Were I just were your ahas with the big impacts healing of yourself, or at times when you were doing something for someone else, or or how did that play out? So this was yeah I, I was living in Mexico, Palo Alto, Mexico. I flew to Miami Lakes because my cousin was in South Carolina, and this was kind of in the middle, and it was just absolutely perfect. And the woman that we did it with just went above and beyond what was expected from this course, and it turned into like just this small group intense healing she's a little more brutal like you did a healing session with me a little more you know a little bit more of a bully um you know she really pulls things after you made it makes you cry you know, i feel like i'm a little more a little more subtle and softer going in but uh yeah so there was this was intense and this was a cry fest and this was just like so much going on and so it was all per- yeah personal healing 
uh, deep healing on the self. And the biggest, one of the biggest ahas at the end was the feeling of, I don't have to fight anymore. And that's why, you know, when I went into this, you know, that's when I went like super against the warrior, but then saw like, no, you still have this worst idea, balance it kind of thing. But, uh, so the, yeah, there was a, a huge clearing and, you know, like four days in a row, starting with some basic, this life stuff. And then this is where I really learned about past lives. Cause I just felt it all over my body and, uh, you know, you can muscle test for beliefs. And so we were like doing some of those, so finding stuff too. It's just so even that's kind of like a cool way to, to see like I'm muscle testing for something that makes zero sense at all. Uh, <laughs> that's the subconscious mind, everyone. So yeah, at one point I was just like convulsing on the floor, <laughs> like after like this deep, deep healing session. And there was just so much energy running through me. It was like, I was shivering and convulsing, but I was warm and there was just so much release, so much going on. And I thought it was really strange because I, you know, I, I had a pretty good high, pretty good childhood. Nothing, nothing really traumatic happened. Yeah, there's some the only real stuff that stuck out from like this life was just some basic things like you know feeling dumb and stupid and from like school and a couple other things and you know, like that fixed mindset I had and parents never really had like that much expectation for me, which I guess subconsciously led into oh they don't care about me succeeding, which doesn't isn't true at all. So yeah, just like some some basic stuff from this life, but then there's just like so much like deeper stuff happening with my cousin and, and I guess connected to a lot of this past life stuff. So yeah, the biggest aha was, wow, this stuff truly does something. Cause why am I convulsing on the floor when you know, I didn't take any drugs? Uh, we got high off of unconditional love and it lasted for like three hours. And Max and I were just like frolicking and singing around, running around the park afterwards. And then like at the end, like that huge feeling of I don't have to fight anymore. But then it really was like the, almost a rebirth. Like I, I was not the same person going out of that weekend. And I got, I got back and my wife, Susie, she said I smelled different. Like, <laughs> I'm talking some serious deep change going on. Uh, so yeah, those were my aha things. It was like, wow, there's like a way to, to change, to, to heal like powerfully and not have to fight and tapped into some of my stuff and was realized that, you know, I'm, this is the work I am supposed to be doing. Amazing. Like, and and you, you can be a warrior without having to fight. Yeah. Right. Is it, so I'm, I'm still trying to find a, a balance for that and the, the, the words I prefer to use, but, uh, mm -hmm. cause even the war, if you Google the, or define warrior, it does talk about being like a trained soldier. So, well, so, right. yeah, if, you have any, if you have any ideas, let me know if something else. Well, look at, I mean, just look at his spiritual warrior defined differently in warrior of the light. But I, like, I think of, yeah. I think of the movie like 300. The all those, way of the peaceful warrior. Yeah. And you're just the warrior, you're the warrior, you're standing firm and you can fight if you have to, like you said, show up when you need to, but it's mm -hmm. not. Yeah. Oh, and Laurie's yeah. like, champion slash champion. I like that. Champion. Yeah. Champion warrior. really is a very. Defender of the faith. Little Judas Priest. <laughs> right? but, uh, I don't know. But just something to play with, because I, I accept. Yeah, we can all, and it can just be hung up on a word, that yeah. that our our mind, the ego, whatever you want to call it, has distorted it, and but the energy of it actually helps us. Yeah, another thing to play with. Yeah, because words, you know, words are, words are magic. Words are you know powerful, like healing things. So yeah, you know, if you have, it really does depend on your connotation, your perception of this word. So that's why, like, yeah, I like to sometimes nitpick what to call things. So maybe we just, yeah, need to redefine. Yeah. more or even more so i call it an emotional resonance that we have with certain words and each emotional person has resonance. a different emotional resonance with with certain words okay. so for instance i like to use words that have a stronger emotional resonance with me and oftentimes if i'm working with a group or an individual or whatever i will select words that may not necessarily have the same emotional resonance with me but have the appropriate or powerful emotional resonance with them so that they can connect and make that you know make that mm -hmm. journey you know, to be able to move forward and i should yeah. i would do want to point out like i'm not a veteran apio's not a vet so our our ease in seeing a spiritual warrior a warrior that can be softer is probably easier than than yours yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and but if you're going to speaking to vets, again, you share your experience, we share our experience, and and that's the way we all connect with the right people and hear their message in the perfect time, and <laughs> and so yeah, like okay. yeah, some people the the word healer too. I guess some people don't like using that word or calling themselves healer, but I personally like that word because to me, I mean. To heal means to restore, restore, restore <laughs> to you know to the to the normal state or perfect mm -hmm. health. 
And so I personally really like the word healer because I think that's you know, a lot of the work, almost anything can be healing. And you know, we're on this journey to restore ourselves to this normal state. And to me, that state is like these, you know, these light beings of unconditional love. And so anything that gets you closer to that is, is healing to me. But I guess some people who are, have more background in the healing and spirituality, you know, uh, realm than I do, they, they have like these connotations with these words, but I don't have any of that. So I think right. that's, and that, that's, I mean, it, the, the work never ends. And again, I just encourage you and I love that you're already doing this, but you, you come at it from your experience because yeah. 10 years from now, five, good God, five days from now, you could have a new aha and have a different yeah. perspective on something that you're like, Oh, this is what's right. Oh wait, if I do it this way, it's even brighter. You know? <laughs> even brighter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, not I, the... that. And as opposed to discovering something was, although if, if the choice is being happy or right, I'll choose happy. But if I found that things I thought were right, oh, but if I, with a little twist, they become writer and just yeah. more vibrant, more powerful. <laughs> I like it. And that's, that's the fun part about being just in the now all the time, because what was, what was appropriate or great or right, you know, three minutes ago can be even writer now. It could be even better now, or it can just make absolutely no difference. So you can actually release it and let it go. But it can be craziest as well. Mm, <laughs> Being yeah. in that swirling moment of now, oh, it, it, it can make for an interesting ride. <laughs> yeah, and these those shifts can happen, you know, at any time, so dramatically or even not that dramatically, but they can happen mm-hmm. so quickly. Like again, talking about like doing this, you know, this week for me has been been pretty wild. But even today, you know, I had this pretty awesome experience, and new things opened up, and was even like heard the voices in my head telling me uh, like my guide saying like yeah like thing, things are going to be different now like expect things to be different like it's okay like don't be scared but things are different now yeah. and so yeah shifts can happen at any time and you know you're constantly changing and also one point about that actually that brings up maybe something to talk about is these internal shifts they can happen instantly but sometimes it takes a little longer to come back externally Mm. And that can be a little bit annoying. <laughs> I've, yes. that's, that's, I've been <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> I've been experiencing that a lot. Uh, you know, when I started like, after, like going through some of these big things, like coming out this different person, feeling so different, knowing I am different, but like, you know, some things on the external haven't changed the way we wanted them to yet. And, and just the, like, what's going on here? Like, the, on, the, the best way up. I've heard that explained is, so we live in a vibrational universe. It's all energy and and thought and light, it, it's a higher vibration and all this physical stuff, our bodies, the manifested reality around us is the densest stuff. So that's the slowest to change. So yeah. you can have, aha, oh my God, I'm this being of light and I'm all powerful. I can heal the world. Oh, well, how come the world hasn't healed everywhere? And it just, cause it takes a while <laughs> to settle in. That's the time effect, right? The, yeah. Dense being yeah. a very good word to, <laughs> to describe it. Some, some, some aspects of us are denser than others, even. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. Let's <laughs> take the longest. Yeah. yeah, something I've been seeing with like some clients and even with myself. And it's just like, you just know, right? You just, you got to trust the knowing, right? And yeah. in that faith, you know, things are changing, shifting, doesn't even stop doing anything and just wait. But <laughs> yeah, and yeah. That, that's yeah, that's another real challenge. Like I've had, that's I've been in that phase the last few weeks. So like, well, if everything's all love and light and everything's, uh, I can just sit here and the world will change around me. And but yeah, I, I'll just me, I'll just write my one affirmation a day and be rich in no time. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I pick on affirmations a lot when I when I only because when I first started doing them or when I first started like, getting into a lot of the healing work, you know, I was doing a lot of money stuff and a lot of people were coming from like these law of attraction groups. And that was one of the most common themes. So I saw like, well, I write my affirmations every day and you know, I'm still, still don't, you know, don't have it. I'm, I'm not a millionaire yet. Yeah. You know, didn't, I didn't get that check today. Just mental without the spiritual, just spiritual without physical. It's all you're, you're operating yeah. on a truck. Combine them together. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's where the magic yeah. is. Right. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. one one tool alone? Again, well, the big, the worst analogy, the oldest one. If all you have is a hammer, everything in life looks like a nail. Just go around bashing everything, and that only gets you so far. You know, imagine being a carpenter with only a hammer. You know, you probably won't get hired much. <laughs> From I have the best hammer in the world, and it still doesn't get you anything beyond bashing in nails. Yeah. <laughs> Or if it's a saw and that saw's dull, guess what? 
Yeah, for good sure. <laughs> That's good. So um, let, I want to go talk more about the, the vision quest that you're on, the road trip. So, so is that spelled yeah. out at all yet? Do you know where you're going or, or how that is going to unfold yet? Yeah, my friend Troy's knows more. He's been putting it all together. But uh, sometime late, later, or a few weeks into July, the plan is to probably make like a pretty big haul out west, skipping a lot of like the middle of the country, and then hitting up different national parks. And yeah, nothing against the middle of the country. Yeah, what, what they do wrong? What's happening? <laughs> Are they all healed there? They're all good in the middle? We should have in the middle? <laughs> Somehow the national parks some got concentrated out west for some bizarre reason. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we have limited time, so we really want to hit up a lot of these different places, uh, where, you know, starting in like the Badlands area, everything that went uh, along there, and just tapping into the different energies of places and uh, connecting with anyone along the way, or any veterans, but anyone in general, and uh, either like doing some healing with, with them or some group meditations or workshops or even if they want to come out uh, into nature with us and do some healing stuff and when, well I, I wish I could remember all the locations but it's pretty cool you know, doing a loop around and up to Colorado and uh, we found looking for a place there to do and it was like a, a nice you know few day long retreat type thing but the whole way, you know, the intent will be sharing our stories, you know, sharing what we're doing, uh, you know, Troy sharing his story with, you know, his, uh, all of his friends with the suicide and the things that he's, he's learned and then Max and I, with our story and then our healing work specifically and how we help people with those kind of things and just, yeah, we'll be blogging about it and vlogging, I think, and just the whole thing will be in an RV and just heading out there and to help anyone along the way if anyone wants to join and just get our story out there to help more men, right? And just kind of lead by example. That's one of the biggest right. things. I think we brought that up earlier. Uh, but for men is to to lead by example. And so they can see these three fairly masculine men, <laughs> appearing men. Uh, you know, they, oh, they're talking about all these different things and doing that. Then, you know, maybe it is okay for, for me to do it or me to explore that. Yeah. So Own that masculinity. Sure. <laughs> crying ha having energy work it doesn't take away if, like i i believe and feel that adds to your masculine that adds to your warrior right that you've got all these yes, yes. so another cool thing that happened <laughs> in my weird little trivia visions and things that i see and do so this uh when was it when did it first happen i think it was after i went in and did you know got rid of like a lot of that fear oh yes yeah, so, okay so this i saw this shadow um it wasn't like the shadow man like we were talking about, but it was, it looked like a shadow man. It was a, a silhouette and it was a, a fear shadow. And I was like, okay, like, what do I do? So I, like step into it. So I stepped into it and then just like allowed and said, it's okay. And I said, it's okay to myself. And I said, it's okay to everyone, you know, whose fear it was and just allowed. I said, it's okay. It's okay. And then it just kind of like dissolved, uh, which is a little differently than, you know, you like trying to like just send light to it and having it disappear. And it's like, no, that's not what I needed. So step into it and say, it's okay. And just allowed that to happen. And then when that happened, this like divine fem, not feminine, <laughs> divine masculine opened up within my chest and it was like this blue tornado. And then this divine masculine went all like over my body and it was like in my chest and I like, tapped into this new energy source for myself. And then it happened again the other day, like tapping into it. And so I was trying to like, connect with his energies. Like what's the point of this? What's going on? But one thing that I noticed is that, you know, it, it didn't come out when I, ran and slashed this yeah this shadow with with a sword it came when i stepped into it and allowed it and embraced it and said that it's okay you know it's okay for it's all okay everything's okay you know to, mm -hmm. but to be with it and to understand it not to you know just ignore it or, or fight it or, or cut it away yeah. and then that's when the divine masculine within myself first stepped out and it wasn't you know so it wasn't from a fight it was from from an allowance, from, you know, from being okay to cry, to acknowledge fear, to say, well, oh yeah, I, I was scared, like big deal. Mm -hmm. And that's, is more masculine than, you know, pretending that 
we don't have feelings or that we don't have problems or right things what's like the that. show called what's the show called <laughs> real man feel it's called yeah. real man feel or something i love and it yeah, that's exactly what i experienced the other day yeah. that's really cool yeah. I, didn't even also, think I, I love your enthusiasm and energy and and having you call things and and be really uh it, it, it's really fun and uh, to witness beyond fun. I'm looking for a better word. I don't know. I feel like pride. In, I feel pride in watching you for whatever reason as, as you're going. <laughs> doing yes. Yeah, I, and I, you know, I envy, I welcome your blue tornado. <laughs> yeah, so send it to anyone who's listening or wants some of it. You know, I'm so glad that you brought that up because one of the things I've always found is that men in particular have an emotional uh, they do not resonate well with the word acceptance because for far too many men, the word acceptance has this emotional resonance of capitulation, of giving up and so forth. And when you talked about being okay, I always prefer to use the words, it's okay, because being okay with something because that releases the resistance which allows and releases that divine masculine. And so when you, when you brought that up, I was, I myself was caught up in that, that, that incredible tornado of that divine masculine and releasing and understanding that it is okay. It's always okay. No matter yeah. what happens, it's okay. Yeah. I get chills from you saying that. And then that's, yeah. that's exactly what it was. Yeah. I mean, it's a recurring theme in the show, recurring theme in my life is that when an emotion shows up, it's there to be felt, not to be fought, not to be denied and resisted. Because, like, in, in, in actual warfare, in, in mental games, in egoic stuff, you know, what you fight fights back. What you resist resists you. But when you step into it, when you allow to step into that fear, you go, oh, yeah, it's all right. I can feel this fear. And wow. And I felt it. And then it just dissipates on its own because I allowed it as opposed to I didn't have to slash it with my sword and cut it to pieces. It's just like, wow, it, it's, it was a part of me. I accepted it as part of me, and now I'm stronger for that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got chills from you saying that, too. <laughs> uh, I don't know. If, I think I told Andy. Um, so one thing that was really weird when I started to get into, into this work and into spirituality was I would get chills on things, but way different than, like, a normal, like, chill, like getting chills on something. Mm -hmm. And it was, I get it as, like, a confirmation of truth. And then yeah. when I do healing sessions with people, I, you know, when I'm you know, talking to them, trying to figure out like where their problem is on like, depending on what they say, like, I'll get chills on what the problem is. Mm. And then like the belief that, you know, so I do a lot of belief work, changing the belief. And I'll get chills on, like, the, on the biggest one or like when I, when I'm doing it. And so when you guys like, we were talking about that, I just got lots of chill confirmation on it. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Us. In case you needed any validation. <laughs> but, um, and I, we don't need it, but we always welcome it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and then one thing that came up, yeah, a note on emotions is, so again, for the, the work that I do when I experience a lot of the emotions that come up, a lot of times are coming up due to a past trauma or experience or belief. Uh, you know, I call them triggers. You feel them in your body. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, they're definitely not to be, not to run from them or ignore them, you know, so you can step into it and figure out what it is and then, you know, find a way to clear it and then you won't have it come up again. And so a lot of people, they're afraid to do, uh, I don't know, how do I word this? Maybe you guys can help me word this better after, but all right, so you're afraid to step into this emotion because you, you know, it's like scary and, you know, some of you think something's going to happen, but the opposite happens when you can step into it, you can allow it to release and to clear it. And so we'll be like afraid to do the thing that's actually going to help get rid of the thing that we're afraid of. And so like these, a lot of times, because a lot of times emotions that come up, they are connected to these things and we don't have to have them, um, you know, negatively affecting us. And so we can go and clear through them. And so, yeah, it's, it's important to recognize if, what's going on is connected to a past trigger trauma belief something mm -hmm. and so that you know it doesn't have to unnecessarily affect you mm -hmm. no i think again speaking for myself i can recognize that i get so used to feeling a different way or so used to a story even when oh i've outgrown that it's time to let that go and and i had a session with mike a few weeks ago and what you were seeing and feeling in me is like yep right on heard this before yep yep i i, I know this yet 
I have not, if, if, if it gets cleared, I go and I pull it back or I don't release it all because I'm so used to being that. I'm so used to my egoic identity. I'm so used to my old story that it can be, well, who am I without that? And, and I, for, for me, that's the, what brings you back or what pulls the crap back in. Like, oh, let it go. I feel amazing. And then you wake up, wait a minute, who's this amazing person? Wait, I, I better start feeling shitty again so I know where I am. <laughs> that, that's what I find can happen often. <laughs> that's when you need back-to-back sessions. <laughs> <laughs> keep it going. Keep, keep it I need a week at the lake house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should have came on up, leaving them out. But, um, yeah, that's definitely – it's easy to fall back to, especially when your environment doesn't change. Uh, so doing belief work, what I've found is that the only time it really doesn't stick is a lot of time or the biggest problems that we have when we do have these internal shifts is our environment. Right. So we have to, you know, like for example, for me, you know, I have to come back from Mexico and, you know, stay with friends and family for a while until we figure out and use my, my parents' car until we bought, you know, we just bought the car, but do all these different things. And, you know, so you're back with old, old friends old, and your family and, you know, they still say the same old things to you and all these things. And so in your environment, can kind of like start to, to wear on you, even though, you know, you change it internally, you really have to you know, fortify that and, or, or not go back into that environment, do what you can to change that environment. Mm. Because, um, you know, it's, it's, yeah, like you mentioned, it's easy to, to slip into these back into the, the same patterns, even after we do change stuff. You know, yeah. Because right even if, even in, again, I, in, in my experience, I find even what's uncomfortable can have a comfort level to it. Yeah. So even if yeah. fearful and resisting and, you know, you know, feeling traumatized, you feel like a victim, even though you want all that to stop, if you're used to it, it's almost like, well, if it stops, what, what else, what's beyond that? And that can be, yeah. you know, fear of your own healing or, I mean, it's the, Mary, the famous Miriam Williams, Williams quote that, you know, we're, we're more afraid of our light than our darkness. We're more afraid of how powerful yeah. we are than the other way. And I mean, again, I find that to be really true. In oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Indeed. Absolutely. The whole fear of success <laughs> versus fear of failure. Right. Yeah. Um, Fa- failing's easier. <laughs> we can fail. All right. Hey. <laughs> hey. You know. You no. Know, we can. We can. We can twist the whole idea of taking the route of least resistance and constantly go the failure failure route and still end up succeeding. <laughs> yeah. There is that. <laughs> but you know, it's 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 all these observations are just like hitting me like from so many different directions. It's like my head is spinning right now because I'm getting all of these downloads and all these things are just like coming through. And, you know, one of the things that, that really struck me during the, during this conversation is, is that embracing, you know, the embracing of what it is that we fear, the, the discomfort that becomes so comfortable, all of these things that happen. And yet they're a totality of who we are. They're a representation of the totality of us. And and by embracing, we're simultaneously releasing. By being okay, we're at the same time allowing and and you know, ending the resistance. I'm, I'm it's like coming through in such a rush right now. I'm not even sure if I'm even making a lot of sense. <laughs> but it's just like whacking me over the head repeatedly over yeah. and over and over again. I'm just I'm, I'm just loving this. That's awesome. I'm glad. Yeah, it's been a fun conversation. I noticed myself jumped up and down in my seat, so I'm clearly getting excited too. <laughs> right? God, I want to start singing that old Grease song, like "Got chills and they're multiplying." Right? <laughs> right? It's my life every day. The chills. <laughs> yeah, because I, oh, so I, I often get a, I'll get like shutters, and again, and, and to to acknowledge working with Mike that you know when he was doing stuff and clearing things to me, like I I had that's when I could tell that I'm really doing some work and releasing them. I get like leg shutters or down my whole spine, I'll have shutters, and uh, I definitely remember that from from the session for sure. Mm. But I will even do that when I when I'm working with a client, I'll have that same shutter. Like you talk about the chills, we're like, oh, I hit their truth, or oh, here's their core. Okay, and, yeah, yeah. Everyone I think has a. It was different ways of, of knowing. Yeah. Um, it's all our own little tells. Yeah. <laughs> Mine just happened to be extremely obvious. <laughs> yeah, probably probably to coerce me into it since I was still new to a lot of this stuff. It was like, yeah, you can't yeah. deny this. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's your, great. Your, like, mind, your mind's going to fight it all the time, but 
try fighting this. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, nope, yeah, I'll go with it. Yeah, that, that's even, that, those are phrases I'll use for myself. Like, oh, I want this app in order to prove I'm supported, to prove I'm on the right path. Like, uh, it's like, show me a sign that I can't possibly miss, that I cannot deny. And like, oh, oh, I'm having a tremor. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not that obvious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't make it a seizure. Just little laughs. <laughs> so, Mike, right, what's, what's the best way for people to to track you down? How to to connect with you? You can go to spiritualityformen.com, and Max and I we do a handful of free readings with people each week to help them kind of pinpoint where you know, to to use the chills to pinpoint you know, where the beliefs are, where the blocks of the traumas, experiences, whatever it may be. Uh, you know, where they are, how that's affecting you and your subconscious. So we have that available. The podcast will be coming soon. We are pretty slow with it, but uh, I'm sure it's all, you know, moving along the way it's supposed to. So the best way yeah, is to go to spiritualitycommand.com or Facebook. You can friend me on Facebook. That's a okay. thing too. Cool. And the, the info on the, the road trip out west and everything, that'll, that's on that site too? Yeah, that'll be at, through Vision Quest West dot com oh, okay different okay and yeah they'll be we'll be putting it up on the website and figuring out a little better at some point but right now that's on visionquestwest.com cool awesome cool. and facebook so spirituality for men right now is you and your cousin max yes okay. yeah. yes and we do want to turn it more into a collective and collaborative you know place for people to share knowledge on spirituality and you know just just life you know stuff that we were talking about whether that's blogs and the podcast is coming to um so that's the the eventual goal is fairly cut it up when did we get up not too long ago i was working with almost all women but then since this kind of balanced it out with men which is really nice i'm excited about so yeah definitely encourage any man but if any women listening to i actually do work with far more women like, yeah, what yeah. if a woman shows up to do your vision quest? Do you, like, cast yeah. her out or welcome her in? <laughs> no, well, I mean, women go through the, yeah, the hearing on a podcast or something. They yeah. go right through the website. It doesn't seem to deter them. So hopefully it doesn't deter anyone listening to this as well. Yeah. yeah. The only, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I find the, the people, the human beings most deterred by spirituality and healing and emotions are the men. That's what we yeah. call them out. But, uh, yeah, I can, yeah, wait, I can uh, make so much more money if I was focusing on women. <laughs> yeah. But again, the women <laughs> That's true. Support, the, let that uh i mean wonder woman's the big movie right now right let that warrior show you the divine feminine yeah. be and it's a freaking awesome movie too i want so to see that blog i loved it so really? yeah mm -hmm. awesome. very well done best of the dc movies but mm, yeah. <laughs> cool so if you're ready to embrace your inner inner wonder woman or your wonder yeah. man <laughs> or turn your warrior into the healer into the lover into the light um, check out spiritualityformen.com. And again, I, I had it, I had a session with Mike. It's, it's the real deal. This isn't, uh, like you, you'll have an experience and that's the best thing. That's why I love the notion about your road trip. The more that you spread this experience, let people that, you know, there's really something awesome when it's someone that has no clue and thinks here's spirituality and you know, the people that will like poo poo the website, but they might fall in for the vision quest, like with a different name yeah. allows it to be open to them. And then they have that experience. They have that aha. They have that chill. They have some new energetic experience in their body, in their being, and they go, "Holy fuck!" Like that's <laughs> that's the yeah. moment that I love. Right? Yeah, I actually had that with uh, someone the other day who had kind of a colleague, and he was brand new to all the spiritual stuff. He's like saw my stuff on Facebook, so I you know I did a little reading with him, but I decided to turn it into a little bit more of a healing, so he could experience. And like, it was pretty funny because he, but he was like, yeah, just like, just obviously something's happening. Yeah. And so he was, you know, that's his way of believing. But it's funny because one of the, some of the most common words I hear is, I thought I was over that. Because we had, a, we were like talking about money stuff. I was like, all right, where do you feel the stress in your body? Like right here. And I was like, all right, what's behind it? You know, a couple of questions. It's like back to, you know, traumatic experience when he was 12. I thought I was over that. Yeah. Some of the we most common words I hear. We can't think our way over anything. And that, that's the, that's the <laughs> illusion. That's what we all suffer from. I thought I was over that. Well, did, did you feel you're over it yet? The past worst advice ever. <laughs> yeah. Some of the worst advice ever is forget the past. Oh, forget the past. Move on. You can't embrace the past. it. Your subconscious mind does not forget. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Embrace it and be okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, that's awesome. Well, okay. Uh, 
thanks a lot, Mike. I, uh, I, I really enjoyed this conversation. I, I love what you're up to. Um, I love your journey. I love that you're sharing it. I love that you're going on tour. Um, again, I, I just, uh, enough people can't bring this sort of work, this sort of energy to the forefront enough. And I love to see um, just, just young guys, uh, vets, just, just you embracing it all sharing it all and uh and your excitement your energy about it your your ahas your chills uh, just everything i just uh, i uh commend you i commend you deeply oh well, thank you i love you guys cool dude so real men feel will be live again next tuesday june 13th 8 p.m eastern we're going to be joined by men's connection coach sean patrick mayer to discuss how men can create deeper connections with themselves and others so uh that's next week and uh, again, thanks everyone for joining us for this show. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Apio. Thanks, Lori, for partaking in the chat room with all your uh, info on how to be a warrior for us. <laughs> Thank and, you. Uh, have a great night. Thank you for listening to Real Men Feel. Until next time, visit realmenfeel.org, join the Real Men Feel group on Facebook, and share what you thought of this show. Please give this podcast a review on iTunes. Google Play, or wherever you are discovering Real Men Feel. Reach out to us at realmenfeel at gmail.com. Learn more about Andy Grant at theandygrant.com and Apio Hunter at apiohunter.com.